0: This Chick-a- Nick podcast is brought to you by our sponsor F N B O FNBO offering new Husker Visa debit cards, a few options to choose from. And as a Husker fan card holder, you're automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. Open a checking account, free checking, no monthly service fee, no minimum deposit. They've been around for more than 160 years. It's FNBO. Visit FNBO.com slash chicken Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. The Chicken Nick Show also brought to you by Ward Laboratory. Laboratories. They're a full-service agricultural testing laboratory. They're headquartered in one of my great towns, one of my favorite places, Kearney, Nebraska, serving our local community and a growing clientele of global producers. They had the goal of providing quality analytical results so customers can make informed decisions about their operations Testing for soil, feed, plants, water, and manure. Some people would say the latter is what this podcast is. It's wardlab.com. Ward Laboratories, hometown roots, worldwide growth. The Chicken Nick Podcast is brought to you by our friends at The Beanery. Locations at Gretna, Ashland, and Papillion. Folks who go to The Beanery tweet at us all the time with selfies with their drinks. The Chicken Nick Drink Is a iced pecan caramel latte. It could be iced, it could be hot. Uh Bo, what do you think?
1: I don't mind it being a latte, but it's gotta be hot.
0: All right, sounds great. It's the beanery. (laughs) It's the beanerycoffee.com is where you can find them. It's the beanery serving people coffee. You
2: know, Adrian's been playing with a broken jaw and a high ankle sprain. Oh boy.
3: Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy is right. Cue up Tom Osborne. It was just one lick on an ankle. It was just one lick on an ankle.
0: That has gotten referenced a bunch uh, by folks who like to uh, email the show. Oh boy, just one lick on an ankle. Just one lick on an ankle. Let me find that here.
4: It was just one lick on an ankle.
0: Just one lick on an ankle. On an ankle. That's That's that sounds lost. like. Something you'd see in a really bad movie that no kids should watch. Yeah, it's just one lick on an ankle.
4: It was just one lick on an ankle.
3: What was the main reason for going with the PG-13 and not the R rating, uh, Mr. Osborne?
4: It was just one lick on an ankle.
3: Okay, that's supposedly that's not quite the R rating, but certainly we're trending in that direction. Yeah, just one lick, one lick out of It was just one lick on an ankle. All right. Right. Well, you know, Major League all Baseball,
4: the right. season is wrapped up. The Major League Baseball.
3: All right, thank you. Let's there, stop it. no reason. <laughs> I'm going to blame you, even though this is no all reason. my fault. Okay.
0: <laughs> no reason to do any of this. Uh, speaking <laughs> of baseball, gosh, I'm fresh off the Little League Fields today. I was there Sheesh. yesterday, I was there today. Oh, just so much. Just so your, much. Just your kids much, are today.
3: putting in. They're putting in that work.
0: Putting in work. Putting in work. At uh, playoff game yesterday at nine thirty in the morning. The windshield felt like thirty five
3: degrees out. We're oh, playing ball, man. Owie. A lot of owies oh. when the ball when the, when the bat hit the ball. What? Yeah, a lot of owies. A lot yeah. of owies. A lot of.
0: Oh, that hurt. <gasps> Something like when, hey, you got to grip it tighter, man. That's why. You got to grip it tighter. Yeah. Ah. Ow, Dad. Just one lick on a bat.
4: It was just one lick on an ankle.
0: So we had that yesterday. Did a little game day radio yesterday right after that. And then uh, did some more radio this morning for ESPN on uh, Sunday morning. And then went to uh, some more baseball. Um, It wasn't Major League Baseball. It was Little League Baseball. Baseball. All right. Thank you. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh, but here's Washington the thing: NFL and sitting with you.
3: you, you, but you did not go to see one. God, a mighty but but bu- We're soft in the middle of the week. Your boy was in Lawrence, Kansas, on That's Wednesday. Right. So, right. whatever. What did you get to embrace Bill? Did oh, you date Did you get a Bill selfie? We we selfed each other up. It was so good. Oh, goodness gracious! Sounds like, sounds like seven. Sounds like seven licks on an think.
4: <laughs> it was just one lick on an ankle.
3: Oh, we were hugging each. I got to hug him. Oh god! Oh, and I geez. said, "Bill Self and I are gonna get married on top of a mountain." Veronica and I are gonna get married on top of a mountain. If Bill Self asked you to marry him, would you? Well, how, I mean, is that a I think you know the answer to that question. I mean, you have to do it, don't you? We have to. How do you not? How do you turn him down? I can't turn him down. He's.
1: What do still- you think?
3: What would the answer be? Yes. Yes. yes.
0: That's what it would be. Well, what
3: there are be? certain yeah, people that whether it's whether it's Bill Self, Dana Altman, just there are certain coaches that come in your life that you just you can't say no to, and you always want to make sure that you're doing what they want you to do, you know, and if he would if he would get down and, on one knee and ask you boy to to marry him, I don't know how I turn I don't know how I turn that down. I have to do it. Yes. <laughs> you would. I would. You totally
0: would. And I would be there to support you. I'm sure you would. Uh Magic Nick, Nick Baugh. Here, why am I resetting here on uh, the show? We're not doing show. the radio. You know, you and her I felt coming
3: like up I at was at the resetting, bottom of the yeah. hour, we're going to catch up with Dave Revson of BTN. We're going to get his take on Michigan State and Purdue. What the heck happened in that game? And the Big Ten West, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Again, the number, uh, to uh, Series X exit Big Ten. Is that what you want to do right now?
0: Yeah, it kind of feels like it. It kind of feels like we're going to host a radio show here as I... Uh, as I just try and matric- matriculate the uh, radio show down the field, what do you uh, what do you want to talk about I here? Mean, like, what do we what do we do? Like, wait, do you want to? Uh, hollow- we already did the Halloween right.
3: stuff. Um, I mean, do we, we just already- want to dive into the not to to the nonsense is the the, the Nebraska football experience? Or or what? Do you want to do I- do you want to do a little scotch first? Yeah, I think we need to ease into it a little bit, don't we? All right. When I have an All appetizer. Right. At least let's bring do out the a bread little, before let's do a I for crush a... some steak.
1: After games, coaches get drunk
2: on emotion. Uzbekistan. Coach Frost is no different. Are you by yourself? I'm sitting in
1: the press box. Uh, by yourself? The Chicken Nick Show presents another edition of Scotch.
0: All right, post game was very emotional. There was Scott Frost, like there was going to be some tears, tears for fears. Thought we were going to have that there. Uh, let's get to Scott Frost. Uh, this was him at the podium with a little bit, a little bit of scotch there after the game, jingling, and uh, was asked about the quarterback situation and about. Logan Smethers and Adrian Martinez.
2: Logan is coming along. I, I got a ton of confidence in Logan right now. Uh, you, you, you're crazy if you don't think I'm playing the guy that gives us the best chance to I win football you know, game. Ross, like a yeah. Uh, no, you're taking a a good player off the field to do that. And and we talk about all these things, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm,
3: Oh, perfect. That's incredible. That's it. I don't know what my favorite part of that one was. That was, there were so many gems in there.
2: I like the right now. It's Logan right now, right now. I'm going to
0: fight you right now. Right now. We're going to go outside to the parking lot right now.
2: Right now.
3: <laughs> you- I need to go to the bathroom right now. Right now. I, l- I also like that you're crazy if you don't think I'm playing the Guy gives us the best chance to. Anytime you drop a you're crazy, it's, it's like down. old school, right? Yeah. You're like, you guys are crazy.
2: You're crazy.
3: <laughs>
5: you're
2: crazy if you don't think I'm playing the guy that gives us the best chance to win a football game. Uh,
0: and then Sam McEwen trying to argue with a drunk.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But you're you- crazy.
0: You're
1: crazy.
3: Right you- now. Y-
2: you're crazy if you don't think I'm right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're crazy if you don't think I'm drunk right now. Right now. Well played. Well played. You All know, right. You got to be, be, be careful if you it. go at Sa- Sam's going to have some advanced numbers and statisticos to drop on your face. You better come with it when
5: you come at Damn. Sam.
3: The last thing you want is to... Uh, is to, you know,
0: deflect from the rewind. Like you think, you think you know something. You better be accurate because he's gonna put you in the rewind right now.
2: Right now. <laughs> I got
3: stats
2: right now. Right now. <laughs> All
3: right. Okay, that's enough. All right, that'll do All it right. for us. Ten minutes,
0: and we're out of here. <laughs> See you later, guys. Thanks for tuning in. in. Appreciate everyone there. So, uh, what's it it look like right now? Right now. You're
3: crazy if you think that Trev Alberts is going to make a change right now.
2: You're crazy if you don't think I'm playing the guy that gives (laughs) us the best chance to win right now.
3: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so Where do you even want to begin? Where I well, mean, where there are so many things. I mean, I, you know, I watch the game. You yeah, watch the game. Yeah, I watch yeah, the game. Yeah, watch the game. Um, I mean, right you want to zoom right now? I don't know if you want to. There's always just this back and forth of going super. When we can, we can zoom in and talk specific things. We can zoom way out and and just do the big picture discussion of it all. I mean. I guess. Let me throw this at a throw. Throw this at you right now.
2: Right now. Did
3: you tape with Bo already? Or are you no. giving me some? Okay. No. Right. No. I've not taped with right. Bo Robert Roode. He's dealing with his. Oh. So his wife's grandfather passed away. Oh. Great man, ninety three oh. years old. Just the, the best. Lived a great life, but so he is. He is off with his his fam, and. And so Bo, Bo Robert Rude, and I are going to record at a later time. So, no, I've not recorded with Bo Robert Rude. But yep. I, I guess let's ask the big picture question of, do you think if they're going to keep Scott Frost, we're going to hear something right now? <laughs> right now. Do you think? Because Sip kind of hinted at that. And I think with this early signing period and this bye week and getting out on the recruiting trail – because in some ways, I, I, you know, and, and I don't know, do these last, not to minimize these last two games, but if Nebraska goes out and loses these last two games or wins these last two games, like, there's kind of, don't you think there's enough maybe evidence to come to a, a conclusion at this point on whether or not you want to bring him back or not? Like, to me, if you're if you're going to bring him back, I almost feel like you should just make that announcement now. Right now.
2: Right now.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree with that because this is a big – this is probably a very busy recruiting week with that bye week. And it's hard – we've said so many times that you cannot – you cannot recruit kids to an uncertain situation. Yeah. You just can't. And it's not like the Nebraska program is selling itself outside of in-state recruits. And so they want to play for this coaching staff. They want to play whatever they're selling. And if that vision is – well i don't know if I'm going to be here right now right now, you know I mean I am here right now, but outside of right now i don't know um, yeah i mean you you've made the de- whatever decision you've made you've made, so you might as well like they're not they're not going to make a change, and these last two games in my estimation and my judgment aren't going to impact that whatsoever and so i mean is that where is that how you feel kind about, of about this? you know do, what do you think i mean
3: what do you in terms of bringing him back, or like if I'm Trev, do I? Yeah. What, what do, do you do?
0: think's What do you think's going to do? What should they? do? What do you think they're going to do? What should they do? Let's Let's tackle that here oh for the God, next five. You're
3: minutes. just you're you're gonna you're you're doing it to me. You put me on 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 a, the a, spot on on right on. I'm putting you on the spot right now. Right now. I. Do you,
0: am I putting you? Is this like John Gruden with Cam Newton? When. <laughs> when really all John Gruden was asking Cam Newton to do was come up with one play name a play just, just
3: give me a play call that you called at Auburn
0: that's all it was in that quarterback uh, thing that they did for ESPN pick a play what was your favorite play
5: I oh, made you put me on a, on, a, on, a, on a spot
0: really All right. okay all right I am putting you on the on the on the on the spot
5: I oh, made you put me on a, on, a, on a spot.
3: See, this is uh, sort of hard because, unless you want to
0: filibuster and go someplace else. I'm totally fine.
3: With that. Or if you know. want to throw that question I, because there's to also me a bunch of different things. Because I do want to get into the Martinez situation. Oh yeah, the, you, you know, want to do with, the Martinez thing first? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't. I, I think, I think there's ample. I, I I can understand making a move. I think there's there's tons of ammunition behind that. I also can completely understand. The decision to retain Scott Frost, potentially make some staff changes, bring in a special teams coach, maybe maybe move some make some changes on your offensive staff. Because I think one thing that's clear is that defensive side of the ball. That the defensive side of the ball and those coaches have done a hell of a job. All right, let's take a quick time out from this fantastic podcast to talk to you guys about the beanery. Listen, if you're not getting your beanery coffee game right by now, I don't know really what to tell you because there's a few things that make me happier than walking down my stairs and going to my kitchen and drinking some beanery coffee every single morning. In fact, I sound a lot like Matt Davison after I have that first sip. Yes! Did you
0: say sip? Steve Sipple, how that how that coffee taste when you went to the Beanery? It's hard so, tell the press box. All right, thank all you very right, much Sam. for all of your input. That yeah, that did nothing for us. Uh, it is thebeanerycoffee.com. dot Everything from coffees, cappuccinos, mochas, smoothies. They even have breakfast sandwiches, muffins, bagels, biscottis, oatmeal, whatever you want, they have it. Plus, if you've got an event or a party, or perhaps just want to rent their truck and drive it around. <laughs> Actually, Paul has told us he does not allow that. But you know what? Tell him you're a Chicken Nick fan, and he will definitely tell you he's not allowing that. But you can email them at info at com and request information about their coffee truck to come to your event or your wedding.
3: Or perhaps Paul can officiate your wedding. And at this wedding... They're going to serve you none but muffins, boy. Your boy's a sucker for a good blueberry muffin. And let me tell you, the blueberry muffin I murdered from the beanery was fantastic. It was just a, uh, one lick on a muffin.
4: It was just one lick on an ankle.
0: All right, that's disgusting. Thebeanerycoffee.com is where you can find it. It's the beanery
3: serving people coffee. And I that Dirk captured kind of my main takeaway from the game. It's like, this is a shame that you are wasting a defense like this. And there's also you hate to kind of split the team into two, but those guys, Jojo Doman, Luke Reimer, Henrich, Ben Stilley, Daniels, Cam Taylor, Britt, DeSmuke, Deontay Williams, like all those guys deserve better than what they're they're getting right now. Like though what they have done against Michigan State, Michigan, Oklahoma, and now Ohio State is nothing short of just really, really admirable. And so it's just unfortunate that that's happening in terms of the wins and losses and, and staring down the barrel of potential changes here. So I, I guess for me, if it were me, what, what do I want to see happen? What I want to see happen is Scott Frost come back and I want to see changes on the staff. I want to see a full-time special teams coach. I want to see Maybe you probably got to jumble up some things on the offensive side of the ball in terms of staff, and then I think then the big sixty four thousand dollar question is: What do you do at quarterback? Do you make a change at quarterback? Do you want more? Do you want to bring? Do you want to run it back with Martinez one more time? Now with this news that he's dealing with a broken, he was dealing with a broken jaw and a lick on an ankle, on a high lick on an ankle. I don't know. Uh, I. I I literally go back and forth in my mind, and I and listen. I will be. I think we are all. Here is the thing about this whole thing. Shit, can we just be honest with each other? Whether any media member or person wants to sit here and tell you, listen, man, I just, I, I, I just call it like I see it. I'm no biased. I got no dog in the fight. I got no interest in whether or not my take was right or I'm going to be right. More people anymore, whether it's it's you're in the media or a fan discussing this, people want to plant their flag on what they believe, and no matter what, everything comes back to that. So th- they're just going to view things through that lens. They're not going to move off of that, whatever. I'm no different. My one of my best friends in the world is the middle linebackers coach for the University of Nebraska. Bear, Greg Austin? Greg oh. Austin is Bear Root is one of my best friends in the world. So it is it, it on some level, am I am, am I probably jaded? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I probably am. But I also think there's just so many different things. I'm talking along for a long time here. I just I also think. I don't I don't like to play the card of who are you gonna get but I also think who you, you have to have someone in mind that you feel like is is gonna be absolutely for sure coming here and better. I don't know who that necessarily is right now. Um, so there's just a lot of things to consider with with this thing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things to consider. I, I don't think you can I've I kept going back and forth about the playing up and down of the competition. And I've seen some other people buy into that notion of they just play down to bad teams and play up to good teams. And what's the reality of just how good or how close this team is? Um, you know, this team with this schedule two years ago, do they make it to a bowl game? Right. Right. Like this schedule, put this someplace else. Well, and the nature of it is, this is what you have, and this is what they've had to deal with, and they haven't made much progress in the win loss column. I've said here on this podcast that at some point it needs to be black and white and you're judged by wins and losses. Agreed. So what does that mean? I said last week on the podcast that can you afford not to make a change? I said that because of the cost of what if the next year doesn't go well. Admittedly, this past week, I was talking to Kelly, who's a big uh, Husker fan, obviously, born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. Her dad has season tickets. And it was last week around Tuesday or Wednesday, because we talk about this every once in a while. And I said to her, so this had nothing to do with the Ohio State game or how it was going to be. And I know what I had said last week. And I said to her, uh, you're, you're not going to make a change, nor should you. And that's, that was my midweek kind of letting the dust settle and thinking about where the program is at. And I know there are a lot of folks who say, well, I mean, you have to, right? You have to make a change because, look, they haven't won as many games as they should, and all that is legitimate. Um, But my – as soon as I said that to Kelly, I also said, I need to see Scott Frost coach a quarterback not named Adrian Martinez Yeah. before I can make a judgment on how good he is managing an offense, calling plays, and doing it with a guy who obviously wasn't 100%. We talked about that during the season. We said – he said there's something, if y'all knew what he was dealing with, right? right? He, he was made that statement it. in a game, and you and I were like, well, you say that, and now we'll probably hear something, and who knows what it is, and then it's a broken jaw, it's a high ankle sprain. And yeah, is that an indictment on the rest of the quarterback room? Sure. Oh, of but course. But is, is an 85% or 80% Adrian Martinez better than a 100% Logan Smothers? I don't know. I'm not a practice. Yes. right. It's a, it's a meritocracy you would anticipate if they weren't playing the best guy, this locker room would not be bought in like they are. Right. And that's just my my initial if it's not a meritocracy. right? So uh, I do not believe Nebraska is the kind of program, and I think we've seen it over the last 15 years, that can just churn through coaches and expect better results. I think the only thing Nebraska can do is, yes, run it back, invest in the long term like almost Miami announced they were going to do or at least – Back channels, there are reports out that they're going to announce with Manny Diaz a couple weeks ago that they're going to just push forward and just see what you got. Just push all the chips in and go, we can't be half in or half out. We got to see what we got. And Manny Diaz, they've won a few games in a row and they're about to become bull eligible. That's not obviously happening here, but I do believe because you have a guy who wants to be here, a guy who, like he said, bleeds whatever it is that you bleed here, and also looking at what – was not accomplished this year but how close you were I don't think you can look at this team and not see that there is progress both inside and outside the locker room that there is something happening or at least that there is there are signs of progress this program did not regress this year I do believe the program has gotten better this year and I think that's really all you can look at is say baby steps And baby steps sometimes, like we always say, you might have a tougher schedule and a worse record. That's kind of what it is here with Nebraska. I think the losses to Minnesota certainly discourage you more than the losses to these top 10 teams, uh, which if there's an indictment on Frost, that's what it is. Those kinds of games, the game against Illinois. But uh, I think the bottom line, I need to see Frost with another quarterback. Right. And I I need to see that because as much as we say you can't win with them, Uh, But you're certainly not going to win without him, which I have said here on this podcast. I don't know that the latter is true until
3: you try, and I think that's what needs to happen next year. That's just my opinion. I I agree. That's. I mean, I think you and I are in lockstep. Um, That's not to say, and I think you're with me that I don't. There, there are certainly. uh, There's certainly a good argument on the other side of this, right? Like, it's not like a a a thing where I, I can't understand the alternative at all. I mean, I, I, I suppose I can, but I, but I'm with you. I I think there's, I think you want to see a world in which either, you know, whether it's, whether you're making a change at quarterback and seeing what can happen there, you're making a, a, I'd like to see a season in which Nebraska's specialists, specialists, not special teams, their specialists aren't Like, laughably, it isn't, like, laughably bad. You know, because, I mean, just think about this. So, this is, this is from at Huskies. He tweeted this out. He goes, just this year, Nebraska special teams have missed eight field goals, missed four PATs. They've had three punts travel less than 20 yards. (laughs) They've had a PAT blocked and returned for a two-point conversion. And they have 30 punt return yards in 10 games. Like
0: the main ones. Read are, those. Can you read those one by one? I'd like to do something. As, as okay. You, uh, here we go. Ready?
3: As you do. It. Yep. Nebraska special teams this year have missed eight field goals, <laughs> missed four PATs, <laughs> had three punts travel less than twenty yards, <laughs> had a PAT blocked and returned for a touchdown, <laughs> had a had a. I mean, I guess I could just add in the had a punter supposed to kick it right he shanks it left late in the game and they return it for a touchdown to send it in overtime <laughs> and they have 30 punt return yards in 10 games
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice like because you can say what you want like if they just have I'm not saying you got to have you would probably know the who's who's the best kicker in the country is there one guy that's the bet? is there I don't know I mean I don't know if there's not whatever I'm just saying like I'm not not even saying you have to have the best kicker in the country. If you just give Nebraska sufficient kicking, they might have a win over Ohio State and Oklahoma and even Michigan State. And and all the. By the the, way,
0: I think the best kicker in the country, I think you just saw him
3: on Saturday. Like Noah Ruckles, 15. I was going to say, maybe it's him. (laughs) I mean, so. You know, it's not even like, man, if they just had Aiden Hutchinson, it's like, no, we'll take, you know, the, the guy that has never hit anybody in his life kicker, like just give Nebraska a decent kicker and they potentially have three more wins against top 10 teams.
0: Like even take some of the be- some of the better Nebraska teams in years past. Remove Chris Brown, Josh Brown, Alex Henry. Remove some of those players from those teams. Right. You know that that long field goal against Colorado yeah. for a big win for Bo Pelini. Take him off of there and put this special these specialists on that team, right? What are those? Are we talking about nine win seasons under Bo Pelini? Like the margin for error is o- it's always slim.
3: Right. It's all it's always slim, and so I think. Listen, people that are anti-frost and want to see him gone can roll their eyes at that, but I don't view that. How is I don't see how Connor Cope going into a some sort of shell or punters punting at 13 yards or whatever. Like, how is that coaching? Like, I don't I don't view that as as a coaching issue. Like, the coaching issues to me are the offensive line development and situation like that offensive line is not improved I think their ability to find difference makers at running back coaching issue I even think coaching in your way into having options at the quarterback spot is a coaching thing I'm not saying that this is a the greatest coaching staff at all of all time and they are, are flawless they they have major issues Something as simple as like just give him a decent kicker, and I think this whole thing potentially looks different. And so I, I, I mean, you, you bring up like this defense. This, you know, Dirk wrote about it. But it, it just, I'll, I'll read from his from his story here. He writes about it. These black shirts. He said, "Don't take it for granted." Back in 2016 and 2017. Nebraska's defense allowed 16 consecutive scoring drives against Ohio State, including including 14 touchdowns. Think about that. Think about that. And then fast forward and think about what you saw uh, at Memorial Stadium in terms of the defensive effort. Again, Like, that, that is obviously something that is a feather in the cap and, and heading in the right direction. So I, it's just... It's so a lot of things to consider with it, man. I I just I didn't really I wasn't sure where you're going to go with that. That if you think so, you think you don't think they should make a change. No, I don't. And I I was
0: kind of going to make a change last week here on here and said you know you need to because you can kind of feel where it's going. But I also believe uh, this and to your point about the Nebraska defense. I mean, Ohio State did not have a hundred yards rushing. Ohio State, outside of the 75-yard touchdown, did not have a play longer than 25 yards. This is the best offense. Yes, they were missing Garrett Wilson, but this is the best offense in college football. And you were able to limit them and make them look you know, fairly pedestrian. Fairly pedestrian. Uh, it's funny, when you lose a Garrett Wilson, yet still every receiver on your team is better than your number one. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, That's what Ohio State has. It's right. an embarrassment of riches. And so... That's a part of that that Nebraska is not going to be able to overcome. Um, but I also believe, too, that while some ADs are brought in to make a change, Trev Alberts was brought in to make things easier for the active coach. And I think you saw that a little bit with the mindset of Frost this year, a little bit, taking things off of his plate. Yeah, he was bristly at times, and he does need to, to loosen up a little bit. But he's he, – he handled himself all right. But I also think giving this program and university a chance where everyone's in lockstep, you can't quantify how important that is. And it does eventually seep into the locker room, and I think maybe you've seen that uh, this year with Trev Alberts at the helm. But you go back to even Bo Pelini, right? go back to Callahan, go back to Mike Riley. Just never felt like everyone was in lockstep here. And there's always going to be people who say, you should make a change because we are not winning enough. It just happened at LSU, and they won a national title two years prior, right? So it doesn't matter where you are in that. But I also believe that as a coach, when you have a coach and an athletic director and administration and the academic side, everyone is in it together, I think you can, I, I think you can accomplish things. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how special those things are. I know Frost says things are going to pop. I don't know what that looks like. But I do believe that they are closer than 3-7 and seven would lead you to believe. And the schedule plays a part of that. Again, you're not going to be able to win those top 10 games until you start beating teams with comparable talent, like a Minnesota, like a Purdue. Like, you have to start winning those games. But you also have to develop your offense to a point where you're not playing a quarterback who's 80%, who's got a, quote, broken jaw, and who's got a high ankle sprain. You know, when your offense revolves around that guy and that guy can't run and you want your quarterback to be a running quarterback and be dynamic, what do you have left? Right. Right? So that's where it falls on Frost to go. You just have to be – you can be loyal to a player to a fault, and the administration could be loyal to Scott Frost to a fault because he's their guy and it's the state's guy. But you have to treat it like a meritocracy, and you have to be tough. And, you know, I always go back to Nick Saban. Like, Nick Saban's not loyal to his players. He's going to play the best players. Right. And that's what you need to do, and the healthy players. And if you're not going to help us win, you need to you need to either move on or find someone who will. And you hope that Frost is getting this, this operation to a point where you can I just think that if you treat this like a revolving door at this point, Especially with a guy who's a native son, don't don't get it twisted. Like that's a huge part of yes, this right. thing. Where if Mike Riley has this record, there's probably not even a question. But the fact that it's Frost, you know, how palatable is the job anyway to a new guy who sees that the native son couldn't get it done and they they kicked him out the door. I mean, there's a lot of things that work into this. That uh, I just think the right the right move and probably the smart move is to run it back, make a long term play. And just say, eventually, it's going to pop, and we're going to be patient until it does.
3: Yeah, I, I'm, I, and I know that won't go over with well with a, a certain group of people. But you know what? Like, you you either you either believe that or you don't. You know, in terms of that being Frost in this this situation and and wanting to see it through, and it's th- there is this. There is sometimes just some things you feel in your gut that, like you know, it, for Pelini, Pelini was winning, but you felt it in your gut that, like you, you needed to, you needed to turn the page. You just could kind of feel it, and for whatever reason, and I might be jaded, I probably am, but I just don't. My gut tells me I don't. I A, a change right now. I don't like it at all. It, it's it is. It is something that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And again, that isn't, I think we're both in lockstep in that, like, you know, you, you look at at a situation even in like at Oklahoma, and we've talked about this, like the second Spencer Rattler wasn't getting the job done, Lincoln Riley had options and exercised those options. He coached his way and recruited his way into having an option at quarterback when his highly touted dude wasn't getting it done. And, and so... Again, some of this stuff is is Frost's fault. Does Frost need to get better? Yes, he does. But to me, I I just... I don't want to... I'm, I'm mad at myself, and it's kind of weird how fast this thing has turned. You know what I mean? Like where I walked away from that Michigan game, a game I was at Memorial Stadium, and I, I walked out of that game feeling pretty damn good about where things were going. And I just... I think that has to count for something. Not to say these games in the meantime haven't mattered. Minnesota was bad. Purdue was bad. But I think I I I have seen progress. That isn't to say that I think this thing is perfect, but I have seen enough progress to want to see this thing come back, make a few tweaks at a variety of spots, and I I think then things could get interesting. I really do. It there is
0: a lot of. Um... I don't know if the, the phrase, uh, like, blind faith yeah. <laughs> is a part of it, too. Like, you just have to go, look, I haven't seen a ton, but there has been some progress this year. But they have played, so far, the sixth toughest schedule in college football. Right. That means something. They are top 30 in the football power index. You can scoff at the FPI, and that's fine. Uh, it's not a perfect metric but it gives you some sort of idea of how good the team is. Uh, Here are the other teams that have difficult schedules, and I'm going to – this is according to ESPN. Here are your toughest schedules in college football. Ranked from – I'll just do the top 15. Starting at 15 all the way to one. Missouri, Texas, Penn State, Kentucky – Old Miss, Tennessee, Miami, South Carolina, Clemson, Nebraska, Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, Florida, Indiana. How many of those teams are having good seasons right now? None. Maybe. You could give me an Auburn, which just lost a top twenty-five matchup with Texas A and M.
3: Kentucky was doing okay
0: for a while. Kentucky was doing fine, kind of hit the skids, and just lost to Tennessee. Penn State lost three straight before beating Maryland. Missouri just got waxed by Georgia. None of these teams. Arkansas started okay. They lost a bunch in a row. They, they, we turned the page on them. LSU fired their coach. Yeah. Dan Mullins on the hot seat. Tom Allen can't win. Right. Schedules matter. Schedules matter. Now, yes, you also played Minnesota. You also played Purdue. You also played Illinois. So
3: I'm not going to talk out of both sides in the mouth But Here's the thing with that, though. Hold on. Hold on because I think, because I'm guilty of it too, but we all speak of Purdue, Illinois, and Minnesota like they're Austin P. Murray State, and, you know, McNeese State. Purdue won, beat Iowa at Iowa. Purdue just beat Michigan State. Illinois beat Penn State at Penn State. Like... Yeah, that matters. That ma- Like, you, you know what I mean? Because I am guilty of it. Like, we go, well, they played, you know, they played Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Michigan Ohio State, tough, but God, that Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, like... I, I well,
0: think, here's the thing. It's that's a reason that's the toughest one of the top six toughest schedules so far.
3: Those teams are included in that, right? And and that's like and hear me when, in my heart. Like I'm not saying Nebraska played poorly and should have beaten all those teams, but I also think we need to recalibrate how we speak about some of those teams. We talk about Purdue like like it is Nebraska Westland. Or something like that, or Illinois. That it is Southern Illinois that Nebraska went to. They didn't go to Champaign. They went to Carbondale in week zero and lost. Like, I I also think, and and am I making excuses? I guess, but I think there's an element of like people need to. The only Power Five teams I feel like you can go, oh god, like Kansas. To me is like you you lost to Kansas, dude. Like, I don't even, I mean, you probably follow closely. I mean, I don't know how Vanderbilt's doing this year or something, but like, you know, you get yeah, some, terrible. yeah, like those right. types. Of, I just don't, I don't know. I, I We speak of those teams as if you're losing to a junior varsity team.
0: But I think it's more about just the losing to those teams at all that you can lose some of them. Nebraska loses all
3: of Agree. them. Agreed. So right. well, I guess what so I'm saying is. that's part of it, like with a yeah.
0: comparable talent.
3: Right. right? Uh, again. This is where I hate how, and this can go for a lot of different things, how there's no nuance in these discussions and that people can't understand both sides of the argument. I really believe, look at this. Look at this little guy. I love it. He needs his glasses <laughs> fixed. This is good.
0: And he's, yeah, his lens just popped out here. Hey, it's your hi. lens
3: game, right? Say hi on the pod. Hi. 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 Uh,
0: say hi. I'm uh, Beckett Chick here on the Schick and Nick Show. Say that. Yeah, say it loud. Yeah, go for it. In the mic. Yeah, right here in the mic. <laughs> Beckett Chick here on the Schick and Nick Show. you say it. You say it. Say something
3: loud. Anything you want. Say baseball. Mandalorian.
0: Wait, what? Say, I was dressed up as the Mandalorian for Halloween. I
2: was dressed up as
3: Mandalorian for Halloween. Right, okay, perfect. Good. Here's your that's glasses. Good. That you go. deserve your glasses, Here's Beckett. You. Good. This is what happens when you work at home. See, there that's he is. It. That's it. Let's take a quick time out from uh, this podcast, this award-winning podcast. Not really. Just awards in our own mind. But we got to talk about Ward Labs, chick. You know, the team at Ward Labs. They're highly qualified scientists, agronomists, livestock experts, and other agriculture professionals. They've spent nearly four decades analyzing millions of samples and steadily earning a reputation for excellence with the domestic and international clients that they have. I just, you know, how many samples have Ward Labs analyzed? Like 644 million or something
1: like that? I think whatever, 644 days or something like that exactly, but.
3: Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about
0: right and a fairly accurate one. Uh, if you go to wardlab.com, uh, they've got a lot of different things about their services, how to submit a soil sample, just different resources. They've got a blog where they just recently posted about, it, it, the headline is, respiration, is the soil breathing?
2: Well, you're talking as if you're knowing something about this whole thing.
0: It says, when you inhale air into your lungs and then exhale it, you are breathing or performing respiration. Our lives would be short if we did not constantly perform this simple action. Respiring supplies the cells in our body with needed oxygen and removes carbon dioxide waste. There's a tab there to read more, and I'm
3: telling you, you will want to read
0: more. Oh, boy.
3: chick in the words of uh, a... Incredibly amazing human being that once was featured on the Tunnel Walk. Like the black shirts of 09010, defend your profit margins against high input costs with valuable soil test results. That's Ward Labs, baby. We did post on the Schick and Nick podcast uh, Twitter page,
0: at Chick Nick Show, because people were just tweeting about it. Because one of the, uh, the guys who works there is Jordan Westengard. And Dan tweets... Bo Pelini, whose company is the new sponsor of the podcast? J.J. Davis, Jordan Westerkamp, Beat Riders.
3: George Westergaard. Westergaard.
0: October
5: 4th.
3: September, September 4th.
0: 4th. Yep. Uh, and we did put out a, a poll. Did Ward Labs know what it was getting into when it decided to sponsor the podcast? 58% said yes, 42% said no, likely full of regret. We hope that is not the case. Ward Labs has been a great, fun partner here throughout this month. WardLab.com is where you can find them. Ward Laboratories, hometown roots,
3: worldwide growth. No, but I. I so, what I'm saying is, no. like, I feel like we can acknowledge a bunch of different things. Like, like this Purdue-Minnesota-Illinois thing. Nebraska should have beaten those teams. They played poorly in those games. They... Peed their pants, poop their pants, all that stuff in those games. But we also t- want to talk about those teams like they're they're they don't have eighty five scholarships and aren't decent teams that go out there and play pretty good football at times. The right. other thing, yeah. the talent discussion. I feel like I can say, you know what, this team doesn't have enough elite difference making talent talent dudes, Amir Abdullah, Levante David, Randy Gregory, uh, whoever, Alex Henry is, we're talking about the kickers. They don't have enough of those guys. And also say, whose responsibility is that? It is the coaches. We we can we can point to different things. People like to dig their heels or talent. No, 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 it's coaching. I, will, I refuse to acquiesce and even see the talent discussion of this argument because I hate the coaches. Okay, well, you're living in a world where you don't ha- see any nuance, any gray, right? And it drives me crazy. It, it's, I don't, like, keep it real. Is it the coach's job to recruit, develop talent? Yes. But is there also an, an, a, a reality that if Nebraska had, who's old boy old boy from Purdue, the defensive end, if they had that guy, Karloftis. George Karloftis.
1: If they yeah. have Karloftis, Karloftis,
3: and if they got, uh, you give them, I mean, shoot, I don't even say Kenneth Walker, you give them, you know, Henderson, you give them some decent running back, you give them a decent kicker, like those things matter and make a difference. Like there's nuance in these things, but again, people want to be right. Everyone wants to be right. And so they just, they, they plant their flag and they refuse to acknowledge the nuance of discussing how games unfold on Saturday that's all I'm that's all I'm saying and so i don't know i do i do wonder though if we are going to see and hear some sort of announcement on the future here yeah i would mean, I, I mean you would you would hope that that
0: would be very very soon um if you're you're going to and again i also want to say this if you believe that scott they should make a change and scott frost should be fired that is fair, and yes. I'm not going to dig yes. my heels in on no. that. I'm just telling you, Nebraska, one of the things that Trev Alberts emphasized when he talked, when he took the job and when you do interviews, he mentioned the word stability a lot. That word stability can be an advantage for Nebraska. It can be an advantage. How do you establish an identity? and a culture, not by changing coaches every four or five years. And as long as you're seeing signs that there is buy-in within the locker room, that things are getting better overall. I saw this stat, and I'm going to double-check it. This could be inaccurate. okay? So I will double-check it, and if it's not correct, I will delete it from this podcast. Okay? <laughs> okay. Nebraska has not gone through a season without losing by double digits
3: since 1999. That sounds right. That's one of those things you hear and you're like, that sounds right.
0: You don't want to be in the category of moral victories. I get it. But the sixth toughest schedule in the country and you don't have a double digit loss those kind of things are important. Those kind of things matter and that's the nuance where if you're Trev Alberts and you're thinking, do I pull the rug out from under this as things are? Yeah, it's it's baby steps, man. Like there is nothing there is nothing exponentially getting better. No, here. Except uh, the defense with this program. The yeah. defense, but are we shrinking the gap between those that beat us and ourselves? And I think the obvious statement is, you are. It's just not coming that quickly. If Scott Frost, when he was hired, said, this is going to take a little while, and he preached patience, he said, guys, we, I, I don't know how many games we're going to win this year or next year, three years from now, but if you're with me and you're in this for the long haul, this will pop. Yeah, It will, but it's going to take a while. Instead... What he said was, get us now because we're going to be really good. And that was a guy who was coming off an undefeated season, a guy who hasn't tasted defeat like this as a player or a coach Right. and felt very confident, as he should be. But if he had to do it over, if he had a flux capacitor, totally. maybe he massages expectations a little bit. But it's hard to do that when you're trying to recruit people to a program. Mm-hmm. So – You know, it's one of those things like you're going to tick off someone for not meeting expectations, but you might please a recruit because he buys what you're selling. Right. So there's a lot baked into that.
3: No, you're right. I mean, I think I think what you're saying is is, you know, citing Trev Alberts, you know, talking about needing stability, wanting stability. Trev Alberts also citing that. You know, and that that Andrea and Adelson piece saying like the fight establishing the fight is the most important thing, and then you can kinda of tighten up all those other things. I think you've certainly seen the I mean, the idea that you know, you can you can cast a lot of stones at this group. the idea that they're not fighting, I I disagree with. I mean, I think uh they're they're continuing to kind of play their you know, play their guts out. Um and so, yeah, I, I think there have been some some things that have kind of trended in the right direction. I know that's a hard argument to make when we're staring down the barrel of potentially going three and nine again. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, it's one of those things that I'm I think I'm I think you and I are in lockstep where it's like if someone come if someone were to walk into this room and say, I, I think Frost should be fired, blah, 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 blah. I I I get it. Like, I understand your position. There's certainly ample evidence to to point to. I I understand it. Uh but I'm on the other side of it.
0: I, I am on the other side of it. Nebraska just needs to realize one thing. They have dreams of being Alabama, but they are Kentucky, okay? That's just what they are right now. And what Kentucky did could be a model of what Nebraska can be given time, which is a good program that might pop off some good programs every once in a while. But it's going to be about a seven eight nine win program. And that's where and maybe every once in a while you get 10 or 11 wins if things go go well. They were ready to run Mark Stoops out there after about four or five years. But you also have to realize who you are. What happened? Mark Stoops stayed at Kentucky. They invested. They said, you know what? And again, they went to a couple of bowl games in his fourth and fifth year, but they weren't they weren't winning anything of substance. Here's Mark Stoops at Kentucky. He took over for Joker Joker Phillips. Two wins, five wins, five wins. 7 and 6, 7 and 6. Yeah, it's it's okay, but they were about done. They hung with them, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 5 and 6. They've got 6 wins right now. They're bowl eligible. So, Nebraska fans don't want to hear what your program has become, mm-hmm. but you also need to be realistic about, hey, when you have a number 6 ranked toughest schedule in the country, what are your expectations for that? And we went into this season thinking, you lose that game to Illinois, right. you're probably not going to make a bowl, and that is what's going to happen. Right.
3: I think I I I will say this and then I I'm start I'm getting redundant I'm repeating myself here but like I'll, I'll say this. I where how I'm feeling in my head and my heart uh is I think when when I look at Nebraska's situation and I look at the options in front of them, I'll be honest with you, I don't I don't necessarily love or feel good about any of them. I don't necessarily feel great about keeping Frost because I have sure. I have eyes and I watch the games and I see some of the shortcomings. I'm not saying I feel great about it, but to me of the options of keeping frost or firing frost, the, the best of two maybe subpar options to me is keeping frost. But this is where I do think, and listen, this all might get, you know, who knows what's going to happen here. This is where I think Trev Alberts and the messaging is really important and how he, let's say he does, Schick, decide to keep him. I do think how how he presents that and and what he says is important because the one thing that you want to get out of, and I don't know how you get out of it until you start winning. Maybe that's just the reality of it. This is on Frost to win, and it'll get out. But, like, you, you got to get out of this referendum roller coaster. The, the idea, the one thing that does make you go ooh! is the idea of frost comes back and it's the same climate where every game is the biggest game in the world. Every game Scott Frost is coaching for his job. Every game we all gather at the town hall and we vote yay or nay on this working, this not working, fire him or keep him. Somehow you Trev needs to do all he can. Now, Again, Frost is the main guy that can eliminate the referendum roller coaster by winning games. But the messaging and how you deliver, if you decide to bring Frost back, needs to try to get the fans on the same page as much as possible. Even if it's just like, guys, this is I know a lot of you are hungry for change. This Scott Frost is our guy. And and not only is he yeah. our guy, not just for next year, he's the guy for the foreseeable future. So just support the uh, United
0: front is going to have to be there, right? The United front and Trev Alberts can win over a room and and he can do that. And I think if you're, if you're paying attention, yes, it would be helpful if you do that. And then you don't get blown out the last couple of games (laughs) against Wisconsin and Iowa, right? You need to have some momentum going into early signing period, but the whole, all in this together, United front, Trev Alberts does not want to make a change. And that doesn't mean you have to sign Frost to a brand-new deal of five years. No, that's not it at all. But you do need to have the, hey, this this is the guy. This is, Scott Frost is going to win here. Yes. They're going to win big, and it's close. There's a reason Joel Klatt said they're going to beat one of and filled in the four right. top teams that they're going to face. Right. And frankly, if you have an average kicker, you probably win yes. a couple of these games right. so far. Right. So, and again, I, don't, I also don't want to uh, – Excuse Frost from the responsibility of making sure that his kickers are successful. Sure, right. yeah. Like, I mean, on like, some like level, like these, the buck stops these these with him. Specialist, he I mean, may not be the kicking coach, but he is hiring the staff to
3: make sure his kickers are successful. And, and he's in charge of bring, uh, He's in charge of recruiting and bringing on kickers. Like I get it. Like right. ultimately, yeah, right. everything, everything begins and ends with at, at Frost's feet. I understand that, but I also think there's an element of. I guess what I don't like is is absolving – see, some people hear that and go, oh, you're just absor- – why do you want to absolve Frost from all culpability or blame? And my rebuttal of that is why do you want to absolve players from all culpability and blame? Like, th- th- there's so- there is this – somewhere where coaching ends, players begin, talent, and co- – like, there's something in there where, like, at some point – Cerny can't kick the ball left. He's got to kick it right. And your field goal kicker has to make a point at, make his PATs and make his field goal. Like at some point, your punter can't punt it 13 yards. Like, I don't know what to say with some right. of that stuff. Your program
0: cannot overcome those types of things. And at some point, players have to go make plays. At some point, your quarterback has to hit. Levi Falk yes. on an open play to get a first down. Right, right. right. And to the notion of the kicking the field goal versus not, the football coach kicks the field goal there yep. to make it a one-score game knowing that your defense is Playing all they free. have to do is prevent a touchdown and you got a chance to go win the game, mm-hmm. right? That's all you have to do, tie or win the game. Knowing who you have at kicker, I get those that say it's the wrong call, but, man, at some point – At some point, you have to call the game the way that it's meant to be called. Otherwise, you are going for it on fourth down every time because he might kick it 13 yards. Right. You are going for it on fourth and 10 at Ohio State's 25-yard line because you don't have confidence in a kicker. At some point, you got to play the percentages. Right. And you just got to say, let's – we're going on a wing and a prayer here. Right. This is how you coach the game, and I'm just going to coach as if I have a an average kicker, even though he might miss. Right. I At totally some point, agree. you've got to do that. I completely point, agree you're... with you. Chicken Nick here. It is Husker football season, and Nick, you know what goes great with Husker football? Tailgating? Yes, uh, that is correct. What else? Touchdowns? Yes, the, all, of the, all of that, yes. Touchdowns as well. All of that is accurate. Uh, and uh, Husker football goes great with... F-N-B-O, and now you can take both with you wherever you go. F-N-B-O now has three new Husker
3: Visa debit cards to choose from, free with any checking account. These are very cool designs. They've got the Nebraska Inn, one that says GBR, another one with the tribute to the black shirts, and better yet, as a Husker fan card holder, you are automatically entered to win VIP experiences, tickets, and, and behind-the-scenes opportunities to Husker sporting events. They also have Creighton Blue Jays and Omaha Mavericks cards as
0: well. Plenty of options. Whatever school you pick for your debit card, you'll also get free checks with the university logo on them. And the great thing about FNBO, when you open a checking account, free checking is just that, free. No monthly service fee, no minimum deposit, and no minimum balance requirement. It's your money,
3: so they let you keep it. Imagine that. Yep. FNBO has been around for more than 160 years. They will be there for you with 55,000 ATMs worldwide. It's a great mix of convenience and personalized, exceptional service. If you're a fan of our show, please support those who support us. And we are thrilled to partner with FNBO.
0: Visit FNBO.com slash Schick and Nick for more info. FNBO, member FDIC. I want to, uh, and again, some people might uh, be uh, angry at this podcast, and that's fine. Some people might have expected us to, to say certain things, or especially me, and I know you're in an interesting spot because you, you know you got Barrett and the family and Bo and all that. Like No one would expect you to call for a co- like scott frost job right like it's not like this is a challenge right like if i if my friend was on the staff it's might as well be your brother well that's what i'm saying right? i mean this be, isn't just uh, my
3: friend this is like and and this isn't fr- like i'm not trying to like somehow i don't know i'm not fishing for like sympathy isn't the right word but like i just i know no. all, all i'm trying to do is explain my position like of just where i'm at and i'm just willing to like and, and, and i'm not trying to pat myself on the back at least i'm willing to call out my own biases and i'm willing to call out what i that uh, how i feel and why i feel that way and listen i've said on this pod i understand i can understand if someone were to call if if someone were to come in and say i think frosh should be fired i'm not saying i to- i think they're crazy i get it but it's a weird it's a weird spot and like you said i'm sure there are a lot of people that are going to listen to this podcast and and not be happy with what we've said Okay. That's I mean that's And fine.
0: I also and I also don't people saying, Hey, Frost should have been honest uh about Martinez's injury. I do believe he should not have been flippant about Martinez saying, Oh, I've heard all these rumors and all these rumors. Yeah. Well, it turns out it was legitimate and we all heard there was stuff going on, but you know, you also can't be flippant about the fact that <laughs> the rumors start. When there is silence, chaos fills the vacuum. It took, right. One thousand percent. Um, so you got to be aware of that, but the fact that the nine point loss is the largest of the season. You go, you go into a year and you say, how many wins are you going to get if you never lose a game by more than nine points? How many wins are you going to get? <laughs> I don't know. Flip a coin, heads, tails. Call it tails. I win fifty percent. Heck, maybe it's four and six. I mean, <laughs> four, maybe four yeah. of your first
3: ten games, five and five out of ten. I mean, you know, I feel pretty good. At this point, though, it's weird, like. When the game ended, one of my prevailing thoughts in my mind was like, it almost – you couldn't do this even if you tried. (laughs) Like, if you started a season and said, here's the plan. We are going to play good enough to be right there at the end of the game, but then we're we're just not going to – we're we're gonna we're gonna not quite win the game every every Saturday. That's our plan. Our plan is to just we gotta we we gotta be good, but we gotta be so flawed in certain things where we get right there and we just lose right at the end. You couldn't do this if you tried. You you couldn't do this if you tried. It's unbelievable.
0: Minnesota signs PJ Fleck to a seven year deal and they lose fourteen to six to Illinois.
4: Right. Right? Right.
0: And the fact that Martinez wasn't 100% and probably far from it tells you everything you need to know about why it looked that way against Minnesota.
3: Exactly. How do you come out of a bye like that? Right. Well, your quarterback's got a broken jaw and a bad high ankle <laughs> sprain. And again, it's it's Mer- it's Verduzco and Frost's job to have right. an option, right? Like, what is? I mean, I, I will say this. I know Frost said he's got all the confidence in the world in Logan Smothers. If... You're not a. If you at 100% isn't a better option than a guy with a broken jaw and a bad high ankle sprain, I guess I'll just, you guys can finish that sentence.
0: Hey, coach, can I go up to the plate and bat? Nah, Timmy and the cast is going to give it a walk. I'm going to go with Timmy cast. Hey, hey, can I be a pinch runner for our team? Nah, you see Bobby on crutches. He's going to do it. mean seriously like whoa what does that say about me Oh. interesting not good it was interesting though i want to play the whole frost soundbite because he was not asked about his future he took it there about the adrian martinez thing this was just interesting i know it was in scotch frost but
2: logan is coming along I, i got a ton of confidence in logan right now well, you're crazy if you don't think I'm playing the guy that gives us the best chance to I win a football game yeah you're taking a a good player off the field to do that and, it, and we've talked about all these things but um yeah I'm I, I'm I'm disappointed you know I um I hate losing more than anybody in that locker room um but I just love and I love being the coach here I love these kids um they battled through a lot, and you know I, this is going to pop at Nebraska. I, it, it just is. We're doing too many good things right. We got too many good young players. There's too many. Um, we're putting ourselves in position to win too many games, and and just not making a player catching a break.
3: And then he would go on, but man, he, yeah. he took that well. Just... Chick, I'm not sure if you heard the. I think it was the Monday press conference where he basically went into the whole thing about I hope we get it. When he was talking about yeah, the fifth year, I know. and then he tried to he tried to walk it back and say, well, "I was talking about wins." No, I mean I, th- I mean I think it's pretty clear that Frost understands the the situation. The one thing I'll give him, and this isn't doesn't mean anything. I I, I feel like he's handled himself relatively well at these press conferences in terms of not he never seems like he gets angry. At the you know at the line of questioning or even having to defend himself, all that stuff. Like, I feel like he's he's at least handled some of that stuff better than I maybe anticipated him handling it, or some other guys would would have handled it.
0: Yeah, and I also think if he's an outsider, like I remember being in those Bill Callahan news conferences. If you were an athletic director, would you fire you? And that was in like year one, right? It's like <laughs> or year two. Oof. It's like, okay, buddy boy, right. Joe Jordan, thank you very much. Like so. You are treated a little bit differently, but to your point, he's, he's handled it well. I want to play this, though, for you. I was doing ESPN Radio Sunday morning, and uh, we had him on Green on. Ooh. And um, we had him on to talk about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, which I'd rather not talk about, right? But I'm on the show, and I was co-hosting, and they said, would you like to—we're going to we're gonna have him on. I'm like, okay. So we yeah. asked him some Aaron sure. Rodgers questions. Sure, sure, sure. And that was fine. And then after, at the end, they said, well, what else do you want to ask him? Because we're kind of going back and forth. I said, if we have time, I'll ask him about Frost. Because he played there. And they kind of joke off the air with me. Oh, you're always, you know, you and your Nebraska stuff. Because I'm always trying to wedge something in there. Right. Right? I'll ask him about it. Um, uh, here's that QA with uh Amon Green about Scott Frost, who by the way, he played with. Yeah. In, in nineteen ninety seven. Here you go. Amon Green joining us. What well, get you out of here with this, uh, since we got you, you played for in Nebraska and during your three years there, uh did you lose two games in three years? Is that right? Two games?
5: Two games of three years, forty-nine and wow. two was my, was my record, my college football record. <laughs> just, just incredible. I mean, yes, folks
0: listening. Nebraska used to be really, really good. Used to be the best program in college football. And right now, they're sitting there, three and seven. A couple of games left here. I'm on a lot of consternation in Lincoln about Scott Frost, a guy that you know mm-hmm. and a guy you, you yeah. played with.
5: Uh, should he get another year? What do you think happens there? What would you do? I say the best thing for Trev in this in this situation, Trev Alberts, is that you can't fire Scott and his staff right now because it'd be detrimental to the players because they've come a long way, and the fans and some of the media. Obviously, we don't think that they come a long way because they're sitting at three and seven. But from the games I've seen compared to the games over the past two years, they have been inching closer and closer to understanding as a player. You know what we're, we're doing it. You know we're we're getting to that point where we could... Dominate a whole game, but they're finding out to win those games they got to earn them. That means they got to not make the little mistakes they've been making. You know, you go back to Michigan State, you got the punt right at the end of the game that goes that gets it's a directional punt, and the punter is trying to punt it one way, but he puts it the wrong way, and then it's a punt return, and that's a big deciding factor. You go to the Michigan game, you got the last drive that they need to get the into field goal range. You got Adrian Martinez. I mean, yeah, Adrian Martinez the second play strip or the ball, fumble, game over. Mm-hmm. So you got got those mistakes that from the leaders and the team as a whole defensively. Sometimes they give up those little mistakes and get good get, get teams. You're not going to get those wins. So those are just those things are happening to to me as a former player. They're right there. They're basically on the cusp. So changing the dynamic, basically changing the coaching staff right now would totally make it another a bomb in that program in terms of recruiting. And players' morale, knowing that okay now we got to switch again and have another coaching staff coming here for my you know for my junior year to my senior year or my freshman year or what have you. So I'll tell you keep him there, you know for a lot of reasons beyond that, and then obviously financially, because I know as a Af- like the director, if I fire my coaching staff, I'm, I'm, it's in the back of my head that like, I cannot be paying a guy that's not working for my team, <laughs> for working for my university and for my players, the students here. You know, to have him somewhere else coaching, he's still getting paid from my, my pocketbook. Basically, I said, I can't, I can't do that because that's not, you know, for it conducive. It just doesn't make sense to me as a, as a person. If I was an AD, so I say, keep them there and keep, and just keep pushing, keep grinding. It's right there. That team is right there to come around the turn to start being, being a contender in the Big Ten and the Big Ten West.
0: Wow.
3: Pretty, pretty interesting.
0: Pretty interesting for a guy who knows what championship programs look like, and he gave you all the reasons to not make a change. And yeah. I don't know how close he is with Frost. I don't but either. I'm not sure. Like some of those reasons are kind of what we articulated in that just to blow up the program again and have a native son be part of the, the damage and the collateral damage, it's just not it's just I, she, not conducive right now, especially with the buy-in that you're seeing. You know, I think used, that's a good
3: way to end that conversation. Yeah, I agree. I mean he used the term an A bomb and like I feel like this would be as big of an A bomb to Nebraska football since when Solich got let go. Like I I, th- I think this would would really, really blow things up and I think you'd see, especially with the one time transfer rule, I think you'd see a, a big the the roster would be would be in a very interesting spot. I just it's interesting. I, uh, I, thought, I thought Amon really articulated a lot of that really well. He did. Um,
0: before we get out, let's do uh, some Husker Sports Radio Network stuff. Let's uh, let's have some fun here. Uh, Matt Davison, boy, he can tell when things aren't going to go well.
1: Snap back, Stroud, looking to the near side. Sets, pumps, fast, caught, Smith and, and Jigba out Runs a Husker, 45-50, 45-40, 35-30. Down the sideline, 20, 15, 10, 5. I think he's in.
0: Oh Touchdown, no! Touchdown,
1: Ohio State. One play, 75-yard drive, right up the sideline. <laughs>
0: I mean, he's
3: just all oh no. Oh no.
0: oh, no. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh,
3: no. I mean, he's Cleveland with the bathtub, right? No, 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 no. The second Smith and Jigba caught the ball. It was no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> that was Matt Davison, pretty much. It was. Let's do, uh, let's see. Things were, things were good uh, at times here. Uh, how about some yes? Ramirez the back. Chancellor Brewington in motion. Adrian follows the
1: blockers off the left side. He's here. Touchdown, Nebraska.
0: Yes. That was pounding the fist and a yes.
3: Yes. Punching Greg Sharp in the face and yes. Yes. At this point I I can only there's a part of me that wonders if like Davison is aware of our podcast oh, yeah. and how much we love it and he is just no matter what going to react it's it's remarkable how his yes is his response to any good play. Yeah, let's he's uh he's embraced it. Looking
1: to take a shot down the field. Fires it for 2. Ray makes a catch midfield. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Nebraska.
3: Yes. And boy did the Huskers need that one. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like, just slapping the pause and the yes. Just slapping and yes. Sometimes I wonder if you're you're messing with a chick and you drop in a yes like it's it's fake audio. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. That that is him.
0: He punches Greg Sharp and then pile drives him yes. and then shouts yes. Yes! <laughs> and then uh, there was a – oh, the Huskers stop Ohio State, and there's a ton of slapping here. I mean, my goodness. Greg Sharp must be so red in the face after Matt Davison gets done with him.
1: Third and six. They snap it back. Stroud looking, throwing in a flat pass caught by Henderson. He gets stood up and dropped at the 10-yard line. Huskers stop it. It'll be fourth down and eight. Nice job on a flat by the Huskers covering outside. It's Joe, Joe, Doman. It'll be fourth down and eight. It'll be fourth down and eight.
0: Just slapping him.
4: Sl- multiple slaps. slaps.
0: Minimal fooling him. It's just one lick on a face. And it was just one lick on an ankle. You yes. know, this just not. All right, here we go. Last one. You know what happened. Oh, no. The missed field goal.
1: Oh, no. How'd it go? Contreras to try to kick it through the upright. Snap down. The kick is sailing towards oh, the upright. No. I think he missed it. He did. Oh, no. He missed it. He's one for three in the day
0: today, and the lead stays at six for Ohio State. I want to play this again. Matt Cotney is doing the uh, game wrap-up. Uh-huh. This is him after the highlight's over. Listen to him. No. He missed it. He's one for three in the day today, and the lead stays at six for Ohio State. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That is Matt Coatney doing, listening to the replay and telling you, just summing up the play.
3: Uh. Matt uh. Coatney is all
0: of us. He's all of us.
3: Matt, what did you think of that loss to uh, Ohio State? Uh. <laughs> hey, Contreras, you know, second game is the kicker. What did you think of his performance?
0: Uh.
1: Okay.
3: Hey, Matt. What'd you think uh, when
0: your mom said, uh, you know what, I'm going to make meatloaf? You want to try it? <laughs> what do you think of your wife's uh, brisket that she attempted? Would it taste good? <laughs> what do you think of the Mike Riley era? Ugh.
1: <laughs> oh, my
3: Hey, Matt, heard you had to. Uh, you went to uh, the new Bond, but you had to sit in the front row all the way to the right. What'd you think of that seat? Ugh.
0: Matt Coney. Mm. It was just, I heard that on the post game rap. It's like, oh, that is just terrific. Uh, I mean, you know what it really sounds like, right? You, had a burrito the night before, and you wake up.
1: Ugh. <laughs> exactly what that is.
0: Ugh. Oh, Matt. Cope. All right. Okay. Crikey. All right. That's a new drop. Uh, we need to move on. And we need to be done. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, Good talk. We're done. I think we've done enough here. All right. Who knows? I feel what we free did. to and by the way, uh, we did put out the uh, the Twitter poll. Uh and the uh Twitter poll was, the question was, and your question, question is, is, and your question is, uh, what should happen with Scott Frost, 71% said at least one more season, 29% said he should be gone
3: after this season. So, that's it. I do think, you know, whether it's that poll or, you know, Conduct put Conduct poll, puts polls up, you know, like, I do think there's more people than you think that do want to see it get run back than the other side of it, you know, so... There you go. Ugh. All right.
0: You want to see this get run back again? Ugh. With Adrian?
1: Ugh.
0: <laughs> Same kickers. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're done. All right. We'll see you uh, next week here on the Chick and Nick podcast. Did you like it? Ugh. I'm not happy about that.
3: Shick and Nick. Yeah. Shick and Nick. Yeah. and Nick show.
2: Yes!
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yes! It was just one lick on an ankle.
0: Enjoy bye. your buy. A Hoodat Media Production.